Hello, everybody. It's the Bookcast, episode number 148. It's Wednesday the 19th of April as we're recording this, but it's probably a little bit after that when you're listening to it, because that's how the news goes. Um, I'm Stephen Ibsen. I'm on the podcast all the time, pretty much. Um, also here all the time, and now specifically, is Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Hi, I'm here. Dan- Did I sponsor Budgerigars, you... You're just Crikey. It's tired from campaigning for the return of the Bonza Burger. Mate, if they bought back the... I would... It was just... For people who don't know, this is like a burger chicken treat had. And it was like, you know, like a sort of mini hot dog sort of shape. And it was just chicken, lettuce, and mayo. It was like $2 and it was great. I don't even remember it. I remember it existing, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway... Um... I mean, I've got a few years on you, so... It's true. Aside from the Bonza Burger, I don't know what he does with his time because he doesn't campaign for the Bonza Burger, but Troy Wassenaar's here as well. Hello, Troy. What's Chicken Treat? Ah, it's bad. Don't be jealous. What? Is that... Oh, yeah. Holy crap. That's like a WA only thing, isn't it? Is it? Also, yeah. Hello. Don't... Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. I was... It sounds familiar, but I just never heard of it. It might have a WA only the... thing. That, that, that was a weird sentence. It sounds familiar. But I've never heard of it. Yeah, no, um, it rings a bell, but I just, I don't know. Sorry. You're not missing out on Chick- too much except for cool Well, no, names. chicken treat hot chicken rolls are better than the Red Rooster hot chicken rolls. There's a lot of stuff out there better than Red Rooster. Anyway, welcome to See, the uh, Chicken ch- Fast Food chicken podcast. Cast. <laughs> chicken. Um, first on the menu. Chook cast. Sorry. They like oh, the Australian flavour. Chooks.net. <laughs> Chooks.net. First on the Chooks.net, okay, Chooks okay, cast so menu. What? Chooks used to be a um, WA-only <laughs> chicken fast food chain as well. Used to it be did. River Rooster, and then they had to reband themselves into Chooks when they moved to the city where there was Red Rooster. That's where Fulk got the name from. We stole their brand. Chooks was rubbish. Speaking of branding, <laughs> you'll be able to brand your Wii... Oh, no, gosh, not Wig. Who am I? Um, brand your Switch things with Splatoon 2 accessories sometime in the near future. I'm not sure when, but probably when it comes out. Um, so, yeah, that's the first bit of news on the news. They look great. They do. There are some sort of covers for the Joy-Con specifically, so hard plastic and soft silicon. Um, and they have like the splattery designs and the squid designs for each side, which is cool. Um, there's, um, they're called front covers. They're kind of like, I kind of like the smart covers for an iPad, I guess is the best comparison I can think of. They sort of flap over the top and flap away when you don't need them. Um, kind of like birds, kind of like birds, very much like birds, you might say. Um, but not chickens, maybe. Hmm, let's eat them. Um, and finally, we've got neoprene pouches, which are in a similar amazing bright Splatoon colour scheme. Um, I yeah. saw this come up on Twitter today, and I forgot to ask if Troy was okay after seeing this news. How are you after seeing this news? Uh, you know, I I'm maybe fainted, but... But you're good no. now. You've had some a moment to recover. I really want that... The... One of the pouches. I think the second one, where it doesn't have the Japanese under the Splatoon 2 logo. Ah, yep. I, I don't think... know, I'm, I'm picky about that. But, yeah. No, I I kind of also want that folding over, the iPad cover. Yeah, it is kind of nice. The, the first one looks really good. Yeah. But that's not going to fit in the dock, so I don't know how easy it is to remove to 
to slide that in, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll keep an eye out for him. CA can make your Switch look all Splatoony, and we'll promise. I'll promise to have pictures or links in the show notes so you can see all the things the things we're talking about that will probably describe it better than I can. Um, but staying on the Splatoon topic as well, uh, we've got the details of the grand final of the Australia and New Zealand 2017 Splatoon Cup have been announced. Um, so we mentioned this a little bit, I think, last episode. Troy might have gone over some details, I think. Um, yeah, there was. I, I participated in the first heat and got eliminated somehow. I think it's rigged. Nah. Yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> the second heats, I think, were last weekend. Not Easter weekend, but the one before. Ah, okay, yeah. And um, the last weekend of April, they're doing the grand final with the blue-ringed octolings and Scarface, I think it's... Yeah, Scarface it's like is my best. Sign <laughs> yeah, that's my best guess. Um, yeah, that's on the 29th of April at Red Scooter in Balaclava, Victoria, if that means anything to anyone. So it's open to the public, but uh, if you could, if you want to go, sign up, like, it's like a register of interest thing. It just helps them figure out how big to plan it and everything. Once again, there'll be a link in the show notes to that sign-up thing if you're interested. Um, and I believe they're streaming it. I might be lying. I hope I'm not lying. Um, Last I heard that they're, they're probably not. Ah. So definitely head in to check it out. I don't think they, they have the equipment to do a stream from that location, but ah. I don't know. Hopefully that'll change because I would love to watch it. Mm, yeah, I'd be a bit interested. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It's mainly just registering if you're going to go there. But cool, yeah. Keep that in mind if you're in the area and want to watch some pretty much top-tier competitive Splatoon. It's about as good as it gets in the country. Yeah, that really good. Makes me sad. <laughs> this is making more people sad, though, is that the NES Mini has basically been... Oh, it has entirely been discontinued. Um, yep. So I think a, a little bit earlier on, maybe a week and a bit ago, Vuk uh, published a report from you know, verified reliable sources saying that what was stock... What was in stock at the time is all that's going to be in stock. Sort of once it sells out, it's gone. And yeah, a little bit later, it was confirmed to be true. The yeah, Nintendo straight up came out and said that they confirmed they are no longer manufacturing the Nintendo Classic Mini Nintendo Entertainment System. If production resumes in the future, an update will be posted on the official Nintendo website. Worth this... noting that that was printed on the Japanese site, I think, but not in ah. the US or Australian or EU European sites. Interesting. So I guess I get because weird because of... I have the Famicom Mini. Yeah. So I I don't know how to translate Nintendo speak to English, but they have. I don't their know. Own I think it might be done. Uh, yeah, it seems it seems like it's done, and yeah, sort of. If you're lucky enough to find one now, you know, cause it'll be pretty much your last opportunity to grab it, which is. I think it's a really big shame. There are so many people that still actively want them. I think especially in the US where supply seem to have been a bit more constrained than it was here. Not to say there yeah. are people here that really want them still and haven't been able to get them as well. But yeah, it's it seems weird. There, there's clearly demand there, but they're just not going to keep making them. Yeah, well, I mean, glad I got mine. I, I th yeah, same. I, I don't think the NES Mini was meant to be a long-term thing anyway. Like, to me, it's always felt like they didn't have anything really to pimp out last holiday season. So the NES Mini was just something to get something out there and on the shelves. 
I yeah, do but think... Nintendo have a bad habit of always underestimating demand. Mm. Oh, Amiibos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Except even, for Animal Crossing Amiibos. Even if they only planned it as, like, you know, a thing to fill a gap in their release schedule, like, clearly it was more... I guess had more demand than what they would have thought for something to fill a gap in their release schedule, and... I don't know, maybe it would be a good idea to plan to keep making at least, you know, another wave or two for people who still want it. I guess yeah. they're fairly, uh, like, conservative. They don't want to make more and not have them sell, but, I don't know, it just seems like there's enough demand out there that people would still buy them if they were available. I mean, we don't know how much of, you know, maybe they were thinking about making more but then they needed to use whatever manufacturing resources they had to just funnel into the switch or yeah i was reading that that the the factories that they basically because i don't think that own factories has basically do what everyone else does and lease it out to yeah, uh, like Chinese contract stuff. it out to the highest bidder yeah and bidder, it just wasn't worth the money to keep them manufacturing nes minis compared to a switch which is in a much higher demand i guess that makes sense and um Sort of a... and, and for for their long term viability, the switches, that's what they need to be pushing hard. Oh but, yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate that this has left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth about the whole thing. And I think for me and probably a lot of people, the the it would hurt a lot less if Virtual Console wasn't just so ignored on the Switch. Like, I mean, I'm sure it'll be become a thing. The Wii U didn't have Virtual Console for a while, and it turned out kind of. I guess it's kind of a bit lackluster, if I'm honest, but still, it got there in the end. But, like, I don't know. Um, it, it would have helped if there was, you know, you can't buy the NES Mini, but here you can play all the games on the Switch. It's sort of unfortunate for the Virtual Console that they, they started, like, for everyone was hating on the Wii Virtual Console at the time, you look back at it in hindsight and you're like, that was actually really good. There was a ton of really good games on there. And then when the Wii U came about, there were still lots of really good games, but it wasn't the same amount of content. Like, there wasn't mm. TurboGrafx. Or there was at the end, um, but, you know, no Mega Drive or Master System stuff. And then on the 3DS, it was a sort of its own thing. And it's never quite, like, yeah. Uh, as much as we complained about the Wii, it never <laughs> hit that sort of height again, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I... I, I th- I think I, I checked the other day across all three virtual console platforms I've got like 250 games and that seems um, like a low number I don't know why but I expected to be like have another zero <laughs> at the end uh, I th- I think there's only like I want to say 500 games all up for the virtual console I uh. think I don't know I need to check um, but I, I clearly like the idea of it, so uh, I and, and that's why I didn't I did was I wasn't interested in NES Mini because I'm like all those games I want I've got on the Wii Virtual Console, hmm. and I'll buy them for the Switch when they come out because that's going to be my ideal way to play going forward. Um, I think we'll um, or, jump into some breaking news that basically happened just before we were recording because it kind of leads into this. Um, yeah, sort of as this discontinuation was announced, there are rumours circulating. I don't know how legit it is yet. It's all just Twitter headlines so far. But it seems like the SNES Mini might potentially be a thing. Um, yeah, I am a little bit concerned that they're leaning on the mini consoles too much when the virtual console is not a thing, but that's just me worrying. 
All I hope for is that it's the one that they release here. It looks like the European SNES and not the American one. Oh, yes. I do not want the gross purple buttons and weird, yeah, boring I, I want console. A, I want a I game console it'll... that looks like a game console, not a shoebox. Yeah, it'll be similar to what one. happened with, with with the Famicom Mini and the NES Mini. Well, yeah, the Super Famicom looks like the European yeah. SNES, so the molds are there. Hopefully they just give us, you know, the Japanese shell, but with, you know, localised software inside. Seems easy enough. I mean, I just still worry that this is the direction that they're going to go in instead of a proper virtual console. Yeah, I'm... I think they're going to do both. I don't realistically think that that's going to be what happens, but until we hear anything about the virtual console, it's like a creeping fear in my mind that this is all that's going to be Well, they said they're doing classic games on the Switch. Like, that's part of the subscription service. So... Yeah, that's true. Gosh. The first game available will be Urban Champion. Urban Champion, optimised for Switch with widescreen, high frame rate options. And online multiplayer. (laughs) Super Mario Um, Brothers, still lost levels. So, so, okay, so hypothetically, if there is a, um, uh, Super Nintendo Mini, what games do you think we would see what, what, what games would you like to see on it Metroid go, yeah go, I'm going to say go first Troy but I agree with your first one <laughs> yeah I mean for yeah me it would be I think Super Mario All-Stars is a bit of a cheat because it's basically what was on the NES Mini but again but they did that for the Super NES so do it again um, the, um, would you go for the version with World in it as well oh yeah <laughs> I mean, if it gets more games on there, heck yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Super Metroid is a given, surely. Um, Donkey Kong Country? Yeah, if... Surely they can still do that. I'm not sure. But yeah, the DKC trilogy would be nice. Um, uh, Yoshi's Island, as much as it would pain me to be like, hmm, no, we've had years we can't do Yoshi's Island on virtual console due to technical issues... And if they just did it on the SNES Mini, I would be very grumpy, but also happy that I could finally play it and not the garbage GBA version. Well, yeah, Super Mario World is a given, then. Yeah, surely. Um, Super Mario Kart? If they could wrangle it, Mega Man X games would be quite my jam. Yeah? F-Zero? You know what the the funny thing is? I look at the... um the library of games they had on the NES Mini and they had a good selection of like multiplayer games um, you know like Bubble Bobble Mario Brothers I was um, just going to say Kirby oh yeah yeah Dreamland 3 Superstar? yeah Superstar because that's multiplayer in a couple of them isn't it I think co-op in most of it yeah that would actually be great on the Switch to be honest oh please can you imagine that just to hand a Joy-Con and be like okay we're, we're doing Meta Knight's Revenge or whatever what what, what what multiplayer games outside of like Mario Kart and F Zero um, is F Zero multiplayer? And... I don't I think, don't think so. it was. No, no, it's not, is it? So so what multiplayer games did Nintendo do? It's not like Nintendo, Country, but Pocky and if you Rocky. Count the rare. Yes. yes. Pocky and Rocky would be great. Pocky and Rocky too. Uh, I'll look at my. I Amiibo. just want Goku Joe Parodius because I'm weird um, and I like the Parodius games. Be cool if we got localized um, Fire Emblem games. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Isn't that what the new Fire Emblem that's coming out is? It's basically a Super Nintendo game. I think it's an NES game. Yeah, oh, okay. I think so. A Gaiden, Fire Emblem Gaiden. 
Yeah, whatever the second one was, probably Gaiden. Cool. Yeah, I'm um, not sure what else they could do. I hope that they release the Super NES Mini on the same day as the Scorpio, because that would be funny. Well, just to see the com- comparative <laughs> sales stats. Yeah. SNES Mini outsells Project Scorpio. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of outselling things, um, the Switch <laughs> is outselling lots of things, and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is outselling the Switch, which is extremely weird. Um, yeah, so yeah, we've got numbers on you know the Switch, it's beating sales records, as we I'm sure we mentioned last time, but yeah, the interesting thing to come out is that there have been more copies of Breath of the Wild on Switch specifically sold than Switch consoles, which I don't think that's ever happened ever before for a game that wasn't like explicitly bundled with the machine that's over 100 percent attach rate of course yeah literally like i think nintendo said that they attribute it to people buying collector's editions and standard editions so they don't have to unbox their collector's edition but i mean it seems kind of reasonable but at the same time surely there can't be that many people that did it that doesn't make sense why would you buy a box that's all you're doing yeah although i guess that's I a know, different issue sorry it would <laughs> it would only take like a couple of people to do that because i would not be surprised in the least to see that like 99 percent of people who bought a switch just bought it with zelda because i what else are you buying the switch for you know on day one i i, I would imagine that not buying zelda with it would be an anomaly yeah i i don't know either that or a lot of Wii U owners just saw it on the shelf and just didn't think about it because that would be they kind of hilarious. They bought the one that's in a case that's smaller. I wonder, I know of a few people that like bought Zelda ahead of, like they didn't get the Switch straight away, but they got Zelda just to have Zelda to start with. I wonder well, maybe well, that was I, more common. I, mm. Before I got a GameCube, I bought the Wind Waker um... Because yeah, I got a GameCube after Wind Waker had come out, but I bought the pack that had the, um, the Ocarina Masters. disc. Yeah, yeah, with the Ocarina disc. So I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a GameCube anyway, so I'll just buy this. Yeah, I mean, it um, seems like a thing people do for Zelda, I guess. I- I'm surprised that Nintendo had more Zelda stock than they had systems. Yeah, actually, because I mean, you know, one of the one of my favourite stories of what happened with the video game crash is that Atari manufactured more copies of E.T. for Atari than there were Ataris out there. <laughs> and that's, you know, there was like 10 million Ataris in circulation, so they made 13 million copies of the game. And it's like, why? The Atari's going to keep it's... selling forever. So, I, don't I mean, know how they're just... still around today. <laughs> <laughs> they're there's, they're not, not even like a publisher that uses that name anymore, is there? I think they got no, it, bought again. No, it still again. exists. Yeah, but the Atari, the two different companies, and the the second one just took the name. Well, it's like how THQ isn't really THQ. It's like Nordic it, Games. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, yeah. Which so, it does. It happens a lot. So that's weird. Poor Atari. Um. um yeah. But yeah. go 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 the Switch as well because apparently they're like that's you know that um, Nintendo America said this is our fastest selling system ever. Mm, so it bodes really well. Clearly, a Zelda at launch is what is needed to sell the system. Like, you know, the Wii went nuts. Wii U didn't. Switch went nuts. It's clearly a pattern. Wii U, Wii U had a Zelda game at launch. Don't even try that with me, mate. 
I know what you're going to say. Nintendo Land. <laughs> <laughs> that mm. was one of the better parts of Nintendo Land. Anyway, moving like on. Um, it's a good idea. So the... Um, yeah, it would be nice if we had something similar on the Switch. But anyway... Well, I um, think the Switch needs like a good, fun like co-op multiplayer game now. Just to sort of... Anyway. Anyway. Um, so yeah, the next part of the news is... There was a Nintendo Direct plus a whole bunch of other things announced outside of the, the Direct where we just got a mountain of game sort of announcements and release date confirmations and there's a lot to go through. So what we've sort of thought would be best to do is I'm going to just read through the list because I'm sure you really want that. I hope you do. Um, and then, yeah, at the end, if there's anything that anyone wants to point out as worthy of discussion, then we'll do that. So, yeah, over the last couple of weeks, we found out that Minecraft is coming to the Switch on the 12th of May, uh, Metopia to the 3DS later this year, Fate Extella in July for the Switch, Monster Hunter Stories, Spring 2017, uh, Namcumi... Eh, Nam- so, so, is, is mm-hmm. that is that our autumn? Or? Uh, no, this is... I'm pretty sure this no, is our No, we converted everything. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, Sorry. Namco Museum in our winter, uh, which includes Pac-Man, Galaga, Splatterhouse, Rolling Thunder, Sky Kid, and Tank Force. Uh, Payday 2 in 2017. But uh, why? S- <laughs> why? <laughs> um, Splatoon 2 in July, which also comes with Amiibo. Um, no! Um- <laughs> Arms on June 16. Um, Devilish Brain Training on July 28. But not for Australia, right? Oh, what? Maybe. It's not in our PR. Hmm. The yeah, PR we'll, that we we'll got say, for, It's possibly yeah. not coming to the Australia. The quest continues. We'll <laughs> um, I got that game for free on like the um, Canadian Club Nintendo. Uh, a whole bunch of Kirby games for the 25th anniversary, I think it was. 30th. Um, 30th. A big old no, anniversary. From... Um, so yeah, Team Kirby Clash Deluxe, which was part of Planet Robobot, but is now a separate free-to-start game that you can buy and play right now. Um, Kirby's Blowout Blast in winter and an unnamed multiplayer action game sometime in the summer. Um, Kirby Triforce Heroes. Maybe. Clearly. Um, <laughs> Ever Oasis, uh, June 24. There you go, Daniel. There's your date. Um, hey, Pikmin on July 29. Which no, also no, no, had- no. Hmm? Hey, Pikmin. <laughs> hey, Pikmin. July 29. Oh, no. Hang which on, there's an exclamation mark at the end of the Pikmin as well, so... Yeah, I just, I'm not sure if that's actually there. I just put that there because it looked oh, nice. Okay. Um, the remaining Smash Amiibo, so two different variants of Cloud, <laughs> two variants of Bayonetta, and a male and female Corrin, plus three new links because we need more links. Um, Stop saying Amiibo. <laughs> um, they're sort of Troy's late like July. like a battered housewife in the corner. No! Late July in the US for those, and I assume similar for us. Um, a battery pack for the Joy-Cons, because they don't last long enough, apparently. Um, Honestly, that. I might get them just for the grip. Yeah, they do add a bit of a mm. chunkiness to the back, so maybe that's a worthwhile use of Not it. Not well. You can't connect it. Connect the... It's a thingy like the straps also oh that's I mean, right yeah they, they did show that off while they were showing off arms so i think it is sort of in line with arms because you know you're going to be playing that with the joy con separated so mm. speaking of yellow joy cons yes i forgot to put <sighs> that in a list but yeah banana yellow or neon the yellow joy cons <laughs> they just look all the joy cons look like highlighter colors it's interesting yeah i'm getting um, the yellow ones 
I'm not. Give I already orange. have my perfect spicy I boys. I want orange. <laughs> um, Binding of you Isaac. Wait for orange. So Binding of Isaac's finally got a, I won't say date, but a rough estimate time, uh, quarter two. Shrug. I want to suddenly but love Nicholas now. Not. Yeah. Um, not happy with the way that was handled. So. NBA Playgrounds in May, which looks like NBA Jam, but without Why the name. Why not just do NBA Jam? Why just... Oh, Who it... knows? Um, THQ I originally Nord- saw that as like a trailer, and I thought, oh, is this just what the Switch NBA Jam is, NBA game's going to be? Like some hmm. Play-Doh-looking that... face men game. Yeah, THQ Nordic announced some games, one of which is Battle Chasers, and the other I'm not sure. Um, Battle... Seen Mora, which is like a... Yeah, Cinemora, which... It's a side-scrolling shooter. I think it's a Sinemora. Yeah, I always like thought Cinemora, but maybe Sinemora. It's it's a grasshopper game. It's been on the Vita. Um, it... it was on 360 and Vita. Yeah. And, Looks yeah. neat. Yeah, now ba- Battle Chasers... Battle Chasers I'm super keen on, though, because that sort of looks like it'll quell that RPG handheld-style game itch that I have on the Switch. And the last game on the list was Monopoly. The most important one. Yes, clearly what everyone's been hanging out for. The best board game of and all that's time. And no arguments. <laughs> Sometime it's I free. Actually, I actually think Monopoly would do okay if if it has like, you know... Well, you've seen those Nintendo boards that you can buy and like the Zelda ones and the Mario ones. I think if it comes with that content in there, it'll automatically sell like 10 times. I have no doubt it'll Monopoly. sell well because... The, the form factor of the Switch and the, what they showed off in the trailer is perfect for a board game. Monopoly. You can really feel the dice in your hands. I'm not going to lie, that's kind of cool that they can do that. Like, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't buy it for that, but it's cool yeah. that they can do that. <laughs> yes. So, so looking at these release, releases, just going to touch on one you, you raised the thing about, Troy. Payday 2. What? Yeah, I... Is this... I, I've never really heard of this before so is this like an online only shooter thing it's a heist game and it was actually kind of fun and then they microtransactioned it to hell and I remember really it got a release on uh, like last gen consoles and current gen consoles and I think all yep. of the ports were a bit stuffed they were handled by other parties and the main developer was basically just well you should have bought it on PC then I think that was actually like oh. a famous quote by the did you actually did you see that the other day with the Misty Shifty developer people ask him oh so when are the um, frame rate problems going to be sorted and then he's like well if you want to play it without any frame rate problems you should try playing it on PC and it's like mm. mate it just came out on like a Switch you might just want to not be Get a bit of a PR dick about it out. yeah well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I do wonder if, you know, if Payday had issues running on, like, a PS4 or Xbox One, like, what hope in heck does it have of running well on a Switch unless it has a it's really a good shame. port? The gameplay is actually really fun. It and seems like friends the... is extraordinary. Yeah, like, I can imagine playing, like, in, you know, around a table, four people all at the same time would be fantastic would if that. it works. But it's all of, like, the administration issues on, on that side of the development issues and stuff. Mm. Not too fond of. So I guess we can only hold out hope that they chose a good team to do the port, at least. Um, um the the Namco Museum is that the only games that they have announced for it, or it was the only so. ones I saw coming? listed. Okay. It's they said included includes these games. So yeah, so, take that as you will. 
kind of hope it comes with more. Like, I really liked on the, um, it's it's one of the few games I actually reviewed for the site was the Namco 3D remake um, stuff, which was like Pac-Man Championship Edition, Gallagher Reloaded or whatever it's called. Mm. Um, that, that And I also had like the original games and that was kind of fun, so... Just, I mean, this um, could be okay, and you can play the games in. Is it pronounced Tata Tata? Um, Tate mode. Tate mode, where the screen sort of like vertically oriented. Yeah, yeah. That was the selling um, point in the trailer. Which is cool. We'll just need a stand for it. Yeah, I mean, oh, not be cool. Not like that orientation on the switch. It'll basically just block off the left and right of the screen. I really hope they do. The oh, it would be cool if you could like turn it around because I remember there was a game on Vita you could do that for and it was like a vertical shooter can't remember what it was though. it's like, a, a good like, size Ica, Ica to hold that way too it's like mm. a Game Boy and I um, mean like yeah actually Downwell was the one I was thinking on of, of, of on Vita that's not a shooter at all but anyway um, I just don't want the Switch to be too heavy on the whole retro stuff like I love retro games I just don't want it to be the reason why people buy a Switch mm. only if that makes sense because with that Wonder Boy game yeah. that just came out, is it like a retro remake? There was that Master Blaster. And you've got all Master the Neo Master. Geo games. Bla- whatever. No, <laughs> yeah, Shovel like all these I Neo mean, Geo games. I want new stuff Shovel as well. Shovel Knight's kind of a retro. It does seem yeah. a bit bizarre for like... It's not a revival though. We've got all these, like, I guess Wonder Boy's a bit different because it's a full remake, but um, like Namco Museum and the Neo Geo games, they're all sort of pointing to... Clearly, Nintendo hasn't talked to these people about or these publishers about a possible virtual console yet, so they're releasing their stuff as just regular games. It yeah, seemed, like if there was, if they'd been talked about a virtual console up until now, then you'd think they would not do this. I just I wanted know. to be I mean, a selling with, point, not the selling point. With these, mm. like with the SNK games, like they're coming out on other consoles as well. Like they're coming out on um, Vita and and PlayStation Four, so it's not like that they're just a special thing that's happening for the Switch no um, but in the context Nam- of the Switch having all of these retro yeah. revival things mm. yeah. it's a huge um, part of it I still you know like you got stuff like Snake Pass and um yeah other games um, <laughs> yes all those other then, games I mean you know like one of my most hyped games is Pocket Rumble and that's just basically a Neo Geo pocket fighting game so yeah I, 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 I just don't want people from. to settle for that for the Switch when it's got so much more potential mm, like yeah. new stuff like ARMS and Splatoon and um, I don't want speaking of which I would like it not to be I don't know I, I don't want Nintendo to be the only publisher putting out you know reasonably big sort of console quality in inverted quotes games like you know we've got you know Mario Kart and Splatoon and Mario coming but I don't want them to be the only ones making games like that and everyone else is just like we'll port our indie games to it which I love but I don't want that to be the only thing that yeah. other people bring I kind of see what you mean that's kind like, of I'm part of it as well yeah like listening to a lot of other podcasts and they, they've been it's sort of been noticed that third parties still aren't jumping on board the Switch I bet they yet. Like, but it, we're not seeing the signs of that yet like you know, Square Enix has only really announced Octopath Traveler, and then it's like, oh, hey, here's a here's a collection of all the Seiken Densetsu games, which makes me happy because I love Secret of Mana. But it's like, but it's another retro collection. I just, man, that. How many times do I have to retweet that for that to? 
1,000 um, RTs, I'd, that's the law. I'd be so happy if that actually got an English release. Um, but we're also getting like a bunch of what I feel are, I don't know, 2010 releases being ported over like Minecraft and Skyrim and now Payday 2. And... Yeah, Minecraft, I think it like, it would be crazy if it wasn't on the Switch because it's you know, the perfect a perfect platform for it you know portable it'll be you know yeah. easier to control than the same game on an ipad for example but it but also kind of feels obligatory me. nintendo's like the only one doing these triple a for lack of a better term modern triple a games mm. i guess well it's like zelda set the bar so high i think and everyone's sort of looking towards for, for the next that level experience on the switch and it's not even know, outside... that it's just there's nothing even close to zelda on the switch yeah. either announced or already out well xenoblade 2 is the closest i think it, you might disagree with me in yeah. saying oh, no, this no, no, but no. it feels a little bit like third parties are treating it a bit like a handheld in that they're bringing their sort of smaller scale b-tier games to it and not their big releases dipping their to- regular consoles. yeah like they probably will gauge success and hopefully with all these sales records might you know have a change of heart but yeah at least for the first year or so they've probably already got their plans in stone i mean i i agree like you saw my twitter rant probably last friday <laughs> I about did. um you know look, I, I think third parties are doing a good job with because look i i'm a handheld gamer i like handheld style games and i don't really know what that phrase means because <laughs> what i consider a handheld style game back in the playstation 2 era that would have been a console level experience but you know, it's... I, I just look for more of those games from Nintendo, like, I don't know, a codename Steam, or... Uh, I know I'm talking about the big hits here. Um, Fantasy Life, or just stuff like that that feels more like a pick-up-and-play experience. Like, I love Zelda Breath of the Wild, but it's getting to the point now where if I play that, it's like, yeah, I have to sort of get in the right mindset and just... I guess you want games that you don't have to sit down and concentrate on it. They game you want games more that you can, I don't know, just kind of play a bit more yeah. casually, for want of a better word. Yeah, and I mean, I think I know I'm being a bit unfair. Like for Christ, it's only been less than two months since the Switch came out, and you look at the 3DS's first year, and <laughs> there was nothing like that at all um, for the first year or so until like you know. 3D Land happened, and then Kid Icarus, and then Luigi's Mansion, and all that crap. We were literally all playing, um, like, DS Pokemon games and backwards compatibility for the first six see, months. And I, th- I think that's part of it, is because the Switch isn't backwards compatible. I look at all these 3DS games, and I'm like, you know, when we did E3, like, when we had E3 last year, so excited about Ever Oasis. And I still am, but I'm like, I'm probably not going to play it, though. I really want to play it, but... It's not on the Switch. I want it on the Switch, because the Switch is what I want to play at the moment. I'm sort of forcing myself to play Dragon Quest VII um, when I get time, because I want to finish that. But it still feels like I'm forcing myself to not play the Switch when I'd rather be playing the Switch, if, if you know what I mean. Hmm. I guess to sort of it's, wrap but... up the, the thoughts on these announcements, and I guess the Direct as well... Um... If anyone who hasn't watched it, it had a completely different format to what we're used to. Like you sort of had your lineup of headlines and they just sort of quick fire went through them, spent a minute talking about it. Boom, next one. Boom, next one. What are our thoughts on this sort of new format? How, you know, we've got all these release dates in such a short time. I, I really quite liked the new format. 
Um, yeah, it was good. It was, you know, I saw people say they did, they didn't like that it sort of spoilt what was coming up, but it didn't. It didn't because it would still have like ones that were like mystery. What's this announcement going to be? Mm. And and a lot of them were know. kind of vague in what they were having come up. So it was, ooh, I wonder what that means. Like, yeah, I liked it. But I also like that every director sort of its own thing. Like, you look at the indie one a few weeks back, or yeah, true. I, I'm, I'm sort of glad that even with the passing of Iwata, um, they're still keeping a lot of the the charm. Mm. You know, I was I was worried that you know once he gone, then it, it'd just be no, nah, we're going to be like a normal company like everyone else. But no, nah, we're still Nintendo. Screw you, we'll do things our way, which is cool. Um, yeah, thoughts. Troy's still there, Troy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good. No, I, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> cool. Um, um, I know, I know, you sort of want to wrap it up a bit about the direct, Stephen. But I want to yeah. say, what did we think of the um, new modes in Splatoon that was shown? Ah, uh, the co-op. The, mode. the horde mode. <laughs> I'm very keen for that. Like, I love sort of co-op. Good, I think it'll be a good spot for people like myself who maybe aren't as good at the pvp stuff and just want to just muck around with a bunch of people and just you know fight off hordes of um whatever these evil salmon things are um i like how it's also building the world more in splatoon um yeah and then we also got to look at um going over to arms we got a reveal of a new fighter um, Min Min, who has ramen for arms, which is just bizarre. I do appreciate that. <laughs> I like they're just going all out with these characters, and like, yeah, these are just weird as hell. I, I hope that arms has a bit of like world building, like Splatoon does, where it's just like, why do these people not have arms? What's going on in this world? Um, see, the main thing I want to see with arms is I still want to know what's going on with the single player content because. Is I hope there it's any? just not going to be... A, yeah, I mean... I, 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 my dream scenario is there's like a Final Fight style mode, but, you know, you're controlling the, the arms character from behind and just sort of fighting through hordes of enemies, double dragon style or something. Um, to sort of be a bit of a fun difference. Um, I'm also surprised arms isn't getting amiibos. Oh, yeah. Well, so far. They yeah, might I guess still, they but... have between now and... Uh the time it comes out to, to June, announce them I 16th. guess June yeah. yeah um and yeah there were a lot of amiibos announced it's true I don't just, just sorry Troy you're welcome Troy no well I was, I was joking on Twitter the other day what if they do for the next smash on Switch let's just make amiibos for all of them again that's not a funny joke. Um, and on that, <laughs> on that soul-crushing joke, we'll go on a quick break and come back in a moment. Again, we're back. We're gonna have a. Hi. Oh, no, oh. Not, not me. Hello, Daniel. How are Hello you? Me. Hi. S- still good. Did you have a good break? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was a break. 
Oh, well. <sighs> well, really hope, hopefully we might wake this sleepy team up by talking about some video games that they have been playing and that I have not because I'm a busy man and also I haven't bought any video games. Um, so we'll start off with Graceful Explosion Machine, which came out pretty recently on the Switch eShop, to my understanding. Yeah. About two weeks ago, I think. A week and a half. Um, who wants to take the lead on this one? Because I literally know nothing besides what was in a trailer. Off you go, Troy. Uh, spaceship and you shoot left and right. And explosions happen? Gracefully. Yes. Cool. Um, you've got a couple of different options. like op- Different weapons, sorry. So like, there's a sword that helps get rid of bullets and just like crowd control if you get surrounded. There's missiles, which is my absolute favourite. You just hold the X button and missiles go everywhere. Nice. And the last one's a sniper rifle type thing. It's like a rail gun. And it helps you take out armoured. It's good, but it's kind of weak at the same time. It's really just good for taking out armoured shooty guys. Um, You can only really change the orientation left to right. And... Which I mean, it's so so that sort of it's a bit like Defender or um yeah that's yeah, what so I was thinking when I first played it if or if you're me it. and weird um drop zone um so it's self-contained like levels that loop so when you hit reach yeah. like the right side of the screen it loops to the left so it's kind of never ending yeah that's very Which, Defender so ex- yeah I, it was hoping for like environments to explore kind of like that um Street Pass game the shooting one. I was hoping something more along Um, the lines of that. So I'm not... I like the game, but it's also a lot harder than I expected. Yeah. It's very, I think, strange way to describe it, but it's... So it looks like Defender. It has enemies like Geometry Wars. Yep. But it has a very Bayonetta sort of scoring system. Yeah. It's all about keeping your combo up and then dodging out of the way of enemies coming in and just yeah. trying not to overheat your weapons or run out of power for your special weapons. Yeah, it's pretty and much the Dark these... Souls of shmups. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's all these little bits and pieces you sort of need to keep track of. And, you know, I find finishing levels easy enough, but trying to get a decent score, that's where the real yeah. challenge lies. I die a lot. And <laughs> that really annoys me because it resets your score entirely yeah. if you die. If you lose all three lives. No. If you die in like phase two, your score resets to zero entirely. Oh, that's shit. Mm. I'm not impressed by that. Uh, I get why they're doing it, but it still makes the game in- infuriatingly hard. Um, but it's, 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 it's fun. incredibly fun. Yeah. It's, it's challenging. But it's not the sort of just turn your brain half off and just play a video game while sitting somewhere. It's a full concentration game because of that. Because I lose track of my shit all the time. Yeah, and I mean, that's sort of where I get the Geometry Wars association. Because, I mean, Geo Wars is not a game you can sort of zone out while playing. You need to just be completely... Like, I usually would play pacifism mode playing Geo Wars, and I'm like, yeah, I need to be focused and ignore everything else going on around me if I'm going to do well at this. Um, Mm. Which I like about it. It's I think the Switch sort of needs a game like that right now, and... um, See, I want to agree, but pretty much every game on the Switch right now has some level of difficulty that I'm starting to get annoyed with. 
all of these games that I'm getting, like Snake Pass, <laughs> simple mechanics, but they just don't always work the way that you want them to. Fast RMX just goes think, way too fast. I think with you and I, like, I was playing Snake Pass, I'm playing it very casually, and like, I do get, you know, the frustration of trying to get a coin that's far out, but I was just, even more that. just having just fun climbing with the things. When you hold the right trigger down, the snake just moves too fast for you to do a proper coil sometimes. Hmm. Shovel Knight is also... Just, it's designed to be a hard game. Especially just, the Spectre of Torment, because I've heard that's, like, ramped it up. Yeah. Point being, I have all these games on the Switch that need full concentration, and I just want a game to chill with, and I was hoping this was going to be a chill game, and it's not. Yeah, I'll admit that what I did see of it kind of looked like it might be a bit of a somewhat of a chill out game but it sounds like that was way off sadly and don't yeah. don't get mr shifty and then don't get metal slug because oh boy metal slug is a game that i actually can kind of turn my brain off and play it's weird okay i don't know why i don't know what the difference between that and gem graceful explosion machine is but uh, i think i don't know that's a completely tangential at- Right. I think looking at the visuals was the main thing that made me look, or made me think that the game might be a bit more of a chill out, relaxy sort of game. Yeah, like it just speaking looks of the visuals, of pal- like uh, like a how, how would you describe the the color palette? Sort of pastel ish. Yeah, it, it's really good. And... Yeah, it's a strong purple theme. Um, the color palette and the shapes and everything are superb. Sometimes there's just too many moving things on screen and I lose track of where my ship is and I just run into an enemy. Uh, um, I, I, I think that's, that's up to of... needing like 100% concentration by the sounds of things. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't hate the game. It's just, it was a different game than what I was expecting, which is, it's fine. It was just, ugh. Anyway. <laughs> Did you notice the HD rumble at all in it? Because they were talking about how that good that is for the Switch. I'm not sure. I think <laughs> so. I, I might have just been shaking the thing really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is it HD rumble or am I just very nervous? The, um, the soundtrack is really good though. It's yeah. like a good symphy sort of... Like That's the thing. The soundtrack yeah. is very symphy, relaxing, chill out. Whereas the action sort of like, no, don't relax. You'll die. Yeah. I mean, I make it sound like I hate the game. I actually really, really like it. I just... Just wanted to annoyed that vibe. it wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> For, yeah. It's not a fault of the game. It's just the, the Switch at the moment is just full of all these really difficult games. And this is another one. So if you like a challenge, here you go. Speaking of a challenge, we should probably move on to what has been described by IGN as the Dark Souls of Wonder Boy games, Wonder Boy 3, A Dragon's Trap. Really? Oh, that was in part of their review, they talked about the combat and said that because you have to wait until you can attack things and you don't have much health, it was a little bit Dark Souls-y. That's very weird. But yeah, that's my segue. No, it's just that's what it's always been. But it is the Metroidvania of Wonder Boy games. Well, I mean, so, it is kind of like an 8-bit Metroidvania. Well, it was like an 8-bit oh, Metroidvania. It, it is. Basically. I mean, you know, this is probably for... So, 
my history is as, as growing up playing video games, I was always sort of Nintendo diehard, you know, Game Boy, then Super Nintendo and all that. But I had so many friends who had Master Systems, and I played a hell of a lot of Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. Never finished it, but I'd always play, like, the first few, like, areas in it. Um, so it's a game I've sort of always been really fond of, um... Never finished it, but I've always really, really liked it. And um... yeah, I'm very similar in that regard. It was it was a game I had one friend. I had lots of friends with Master Systems, but one friend had Wonder Boy Three: The Dragon's Trap, and we would just always get we'd play it and sort of get as far as we could. And for some reason, we always lost the password, so never got any further than I think the last thing I remember doing is transforming into a mouse and i don't think i ever got to the next sort of boss transformation thing you mean in the game that that that, that's really early on that's sort of like the first transformation but yeah i guess um yeah to give people a bit of a idea of what it is it's um yeah wonder boy 3 the dragon's trap was originally on the master system and it's been (laughs) um sort of yeah updated reimagined remade for everything but including the switch um and yeah it was sort of So, so it's part of the Wonder Boy series. Now it's the fir- it's called Wonder Boy Three: The Dragon's Trap, but it's not actually the third Wonder Boy game. And let's not do this. Yeah, go and listen to the Wonder Boy episode of Retronauts. <laughs> they try and explain it. It's very difficult. Um, it's but yeah, like I remember the thing that really grabbed me when I was way like super young was that you would you know beat bosses and you would be transformed into a different creature and it would change the way you play the game. And I just thought that was incredible at the time, well, and it's, it's still very... kind of cool. It's very super Metroid-y. In the, like, the beginning of the game... The beginning of the game is meant to be the end of the last game. You're f- going into the castle to beat Mecha... The Mecha Dragon or whatever. Um, and when you beat him... Because you, you beat the final boss of the last game... He then curses you into a dragon. And then you're like, oh... That's... Well, I have to go change back to being a human. So you go beat this dragon who then he turns you into a mouse and then the next one turns you into like a lizard man and so on and so on. And it's all about, you know, as you, like, like as a liz- as a dragon, you can breathe fire, but that's sort of about it. And then as you change forms... Like as a mouse, ex- you could climb the yeah. different blocks, like the checkerboard blocks, I think. Yep. And just and then sort then of on the, on the intro, swim. it never occurred to me, sorry to interrupt, but... um. It never occurred to me that that's very much like Symphony of the Night. I thought that was a new, unique thing, but I guess Wonder Boy did it, like, decades before. And it's, you know, it's, like, legitimately one of the first, like, Metroidvanias, when you think about it. It's, like, I can't really think of... Other than Metroid, what else would have come out before this? I guess it is Metroid-ish, not in that you get new, like, abilities and keep everything that you had, but you change your form entirely, and so, therefore, you can... You know, those weird checkerboard blocks that you saw earlier on, now you can climb over them and there's a whole new section there. And, like, the part I'm just up to now, I've just become the the fish man, so he can, um, you know, swim easier. But then I've just found a spot where you can actually change back into the mouse, so there'll be certain puzzles in the game that will require you to switch between forms to sort of progress, which is cool, because, I mean, I'd... You know, this is the furthest I've gotten in it, so, like, I've beaten... Three off two of the dragons so far, um, and yeah, like, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's just, 
Yeah, you, like know, you should probably talk sort of... about, like, myself, I only have experience with the original version. How are you finding the, like, the new remakiness? Like, it looks like the visuals and music are just incredibly done from what I've seen. Okay, so, so like, I, I'm just, you know, I'm on Twitter all day today just gushing about the visuals because it looks so good. Like, I've never, I haven't seen a 2D sort of platformer game animate this well since, like, Wario Land and Shake Dimension on the Wii. Um, it's just got so much little, just gorgeous attention to details. Like, you know, something I like is you'll be walking forward and then you just quickly turn back to go in the other direction. And the character will, you know, instead of just like changing direction, they'll actually sort of animate the character putting weight forward on their foot and turning around to face back. It, it looks like a, you know, I, I hate to use a cliche, it looks like a cartoon. It just, everything animates so beautifully. And what's even more mind-blowing is you can press one of the buttons to just instantly change back to the original visuals. So it's not like they've changed the gameplay at all. They've just like animated over the top of the existing gameplay. And I think, Which I is, don't know if we mentioned it last time, but you can um, use the passwords from the original game in this. Like yes! That's how faithful it is to the original game. It's so amazing. It's got all this, you know, it, it literally is, it's, it's seriously, it's just a port of the original game, but then they've put nice graphics over the top and nice soundtrack. And then, you know, you can also, if you want to have the old soundtrack with the new visuals, you can, or even just change the sound effects to be the old one. And then it's also got like filter mode so you can have scan lines or have it so it looks like the colors are from an old CRT TV. That's cool. It's all this little attention one, to detail. One feature that I'm really keen to use when I when I do eventually get around to playing it, from what I understand, you can play the entire game as Wonder Girl as well as Wonder Boy, like a new yep. character that's just just Wonder Girl. And I, yep, that's just, I mean that, that would be that, really cool. That's that's who I chose because I thought, oh, that's neat. I'm going to go that. Mm. Um, I, I haven't. I mean, I'll be honest. I only really noticed a difference in the opening castle when you actually are sort of like a human. Yeah, I was actually going to ask, then, is there any, I guess, can you really tell a female and a male dragon person apart? Maybe not. Not that I could see. It looked pretty much the same, um, which was a bit disappointing, but I thought, oh, well, you know, outside of making her a different colour. But, I mean, you know, it's for anyone who's played the original, it plays exactly like it. it you know, it is hard, um, but I think I've probably put about an hour and a half into it, and only now... I'm starting to have a bit of like trouble difficulty wise. I'm got to go through this volcano area, um, which are, as volcano areas are mm-hmm. pretty hard. But I mean, you know, it's classic old school logic. Just you know, if you see if you see an enemy, just you know, observe the patterns, and you'll be able to beat it quite easily. But um, I'm just you know, I, I'm loving it. It's just so good. It's oh. Cool. And I don't know how much of that's just the fanboyness of liking the old game, but I mean, I want these guys to just like remake every old eight bit game now because they they sort of, you know, it's it's not like the the Shovel Knight or Blaster Master of making modern looking eight bit games, but it's like making eight bit games more palatable for the current audience. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, it's you know obviously you know there there will be a lot of people that look at eight bit stuff and it's just. They don't have the same nostalgia we do. It's like that's what indie games look like. Yeah. Whereas you know, and, and this you know, this is sort of what an indie game looks like, but it's just so much work's gone into it. I think it's, honestly, it's like gorgeous. the new visuals, I think it says a lot that uh, the new visuals are so nice that I would prefer them to the original. Like 
I don't think I would play in the original mode out of choice. It's just it it's looks kind so of nice. hard to, to to play the original, and you know, it's again like you just press the button and it changes it, and it's sort of interesting to see how they've, you know, one area would have just been trees and you know, the the normal foreground stuff, but then you change to the new visuals and it's like this sort of ominous looking forest in the background with all these little bits of attention to detail mm. stuff to just make it look like a really modern game. I mean, if if not for... You know, I, I imagine someone could say, oh, this is an all-new game. This wasn't an old game, and people would be none the wiser. Um, cool. I'm really interested to see how the Monster Boy game goes in a few months when that comes out. Yeah. Because that's sort of aping a lot of this. Um, but yeah, I, you know... If I reviewed it, I'd probably give this like a five out of five or something. So I probably won't review it because I'm biased <laughs> and all that. But I really like this, Troy. You should play it. I want to. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, those are the games we've been playing. Um, I think I'll just jump right into finishing off this podcast because who needs a break? We could just power through. Um, so yeah, as usual, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's been going up on the site. Lots, lots of more reviews since we last talked. Uh, Let's see. I don't think Skylanders Imaginators was up last time we talked, so that's there. Uh, Snake Pass review is up. Lego City Undercover review went up just recently. Um, And that's the reviews. Um, And yeah, aside from that, the regular eShop updates, bargain guides. um, Anything new Discord-wise, Troy? Um, We're in the middle of a Mario Kart tournament, so join the Discord if you want to be a part of that. Um... Nothing else, really. Cool. Discord's just discording on as Discord does. Yeah. Cool. Um, and yeah, so I guess that's pretty well it for the episode. So uh, if you are interested in anything else that the three of us do, um, you'll find me on Twitter, at Stephen Impson. Um, if you want to find out more Troy things, he will be at Stew Review. And Daniel will be at Worth Nintendo, all on Twitter and probably similar on all the other social media doodads. Um, yeah, follow us, ask us questions, say hello if you feel like doing that. Um, but yeah, uh, unless there's anything I've forgotten. No. Nope. Nope, cool. So yeah, until next time, be cool to each other and I hope you have a good time. Goodbye. Peace out. Goodbye. Goodbye.